We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Last hour was so much fun. I thought, you know what? I'd stick around for another. <laughs> Except I do that every night of the week here on the Andrea K Show. If you missed last hour, any part of the show, don't forget to download the podcast. And also don't forget to email me, andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. I think last week I posed the question out there, what family um, from the 90s would you want to join? I gave a few options. And you and I both chose Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, other people chose, no, nobody chose, uh, I, uh, one, one other person chose the Brady Bunch, Sandy. That wasn't the 90s, and that was, but, but I would have loved to have been in the Brady Bunch too. And I think one other person emailed and said that they would have gone with uh, the Tanners. And um, what's the name of that show? Full House. Full house. Thank you. Yeah. So there was that email me. Uh, and then I also posed the question that last week should um, can DeSantis, if he drops out, this was before over the weekend in the announcement, um, you know, sh- you know, can things simmer down? Should we welcome him back in? Do you think he's still got a future? And people were like, no, they're, they're done with DeSantis. Now that he's dropped out, I want to know if you guys still feel the same email me at andreakshow.com andreakshow.com now that he's dropped out do you feel like uh, we and we had a lot of discussions about that in last hour with brian maloney um but i want to hear from you andreakshow.com andreakshow.com do you still think he might be a good vp choice do you think he should have a role in the um trump administration or do you think he should just go back to being a governor in florida and stay there andreakshow.com all right we got to shift into some other gears but before i do that i got to bring in my brother my partner in crime every night of the week it is dj sesame broccolini i love me some sesame broccolini this guy fiery like a dragon like a dungeon dragon high heat sesame broccolini Just for the record, I actually went back this weekend and watched some old Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That show is still funny. It still holds Uh, up, and I still stand by it. I am curious, though. I don't know if you ever saw Fuller House, the sort of sequel to Fuller House. The the, the reboot. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I'd be curious to hear what people think about that because I grew up on Full House. Fuller House, I had mixed feelings, but... It was interesting to see them bring it back. So I'm just curious. Yeah. You know, what are people thinking about that one? Is that a is that a, a good mm-hmm. one or was that kind of a dud? Because sometimes yeah, they bring I it back and it's it. just not very good, you know. Yeah, and that's why I didn't watch it because, you know, I think at that point Bob Saget had passed away. 
he was kind of a skeever um, and had issues. It's like we learned a lot about the cast after the show wrapped the initial, you know, the original one. And I probably learned some things that kind of made me not be interested in, in a reboot. So I'll just say that. Um, you know what I've never been interested in? How's this for uh, for a segue? I've never, I don't, I've never watched an Ultimate Fighting Championship match ever. Um, the closest thing I've ever gotten to it was when John Favre or Favre or whatever his name is was on Friends, and he just <laughs> got the, he just got the snot beat out of him. It was actually quite funny. Um, and but Dana White, Dana White's the head of. Who is Dana White? UFC. The UFC. He's the head of the is UFC. Is he the head of it? Yeah. He's yeah. the head of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't. I, I wouldn't be popping off to this dude. Now, it's not. I have never seen him punch anybody in the face like John Stossel was punched back in the day by by a wrestler, a pro wrestler. He he went up to him. And he was like mouthing off, saying, "Oh, it's not real. It's fake, right?" And the guy punches him in the face and says, "Does that seem real to you?" I, I don't know if you guys ever ever saw that, but anyway, I wouldn't be mouthing off to Dana White. Um, but one reporter decided to, he actually, the reporter actually wasn't trying to mouth off. I think that these reporters in every category, whether they're news reporters, whether they're pop culture, entertainment, food, whether they're reporting on the weather or the surf down at the beach, you know, it's, everything is woke, right? It just colors absolutely everything. And so I don't think that, so the reporter wasn't, like um trying to to mouth off he asked what he thought was like a legitimate question and then he took one between the eyes from dana white says me if you can play the clip dana i just want to go back um you were talking about like you obviously give a long leash to your fighters about you know what they can say when they are up there with a ufc microphone and you are getting into territory of homophobia transphobia like is there i don't give anybody a leash well, I'm saying you... A leash? I'm st- like... Free speech. Gonna control when, what people say? Going to tell people what to believe? Going to tell people... I don't f-ing tell any other human being what to say, what to think, and there's no leashes on any of them. What is your question? I was asking that question. I'll move on, though. Yeah, uh, probably a good idea. Sh- that's ridiculous to say I give somebody a leash. Free speech, brother. People can say whatever they want, and they can believe whatever they want. If and I don't think there's any. We had we had we had two gay women who fought in the co-main event. They sat on the stage with Sean Strickland. They could give a what Sean Strickland thinks, or what he says, or what his beliefs are, or what his opinions are. You know what I mean? Go ahead. What do you got? Um, uh, what else you got? He asked the guy, the guy, the guy had nothing. He had nothing. I mean, he wasn't, he really wasn't expecting. (laughs) Although I actually think Dana White was actually kind of nice to him. I liked his, I liked his response was, I don't give people a leash, man. I let people think for themselves and believe whatever they want. Okay. That's what I do for people. It's called free speech. I actually think he was pretty mild in his response. So even though Dana White was actually mild in response, this guy was so totally taken aback because these reporters, whatever, they, as I said, it doesn't matter whether it's they're recovering sports or, you know, food or restaurant, that wokeism has so inf- in- infected the media in this country that he was like, to, he didn't even know where to go. I guess I've got nothing. He said, your thoughts, Sesame. 
Yeah, I mean that that's it. Well, these these journal I don't even want to say journalist reporter. So many of these reporters they care so much about stuff that most people never think about. Here's something you need to understand about the UFC. The average UFC uh, you know, consumer, generally speaking, any male from 15 years old to 50 years old, somebody who really just wants the government to leave them alone, someone who cares about putting bread on the table for their family, living their lives, and living in a free country. And that includes allowing people to say what they want to say, to speak their mind, as long as it's within reason. These people aren't out there calling for violence or something. It's like, let people be who they are. It's a very Mm -hmm. simple mantra that guides a lot of people, particularly men, and particularly the kind of men who are into watching fighting. The only thing that matters in the ring really comes down to what you can do as a fighter. And obviously, men fight men, women fight women. Not a well. They're trying to change. They're, they're trying, trying to change, change that. that, but that should not. That's the only thing where I do see wokeism infecting the UFC, and that does bother me. Um, but this whole free speech thing, yeah, it, this should not be controversial. And this woke reporter, Mm-mm. I'm sorry, but you made this bed for yourself. I mean, you're in a free country where the First Amendment, the right to freedom of speech, is the first right that you have. And again, rights come from God, not from government. So it's just a complete paradigm shift it's a culture shock for someone who's really that woke because the average ufc fighter the commissioner of the ufc these people aren't spinning their wheels all day long thinking how can we be more inclusive in our language and how can we think about things from diverse perspectives like they're not thinking about that they don't care about that this is a fighting organization they care about what happens in the ring that's it right let people be who they want to be It's a simple motto. And that's why people like UFC, by the way. There's no pressure or there's minimal pressure compared to other sports where they shove the woke stuff in your... I mean, football today is crazy to me. Basketball today, crazy to me. UFC, one of the few places where you can just watch sports without constantly being bombarded by leftist, woke, social, ESG, DEI. It's one of the few safe havens for people who just want to see good athletes go toe to toe with each other in the ring. And that's why they want to woke it. That's why they, that's why they're trying to infest it with wokeism. So see what the game was is they'd ask these guys who were independent contractors and maybe they're employees of, of UFC. I don't know. Um, but they want to go and ask somebody who's just getting, you know, whose whose whole life is about punching somebody and getting punched back about woke crap and DEI. And then in order to provoke a response that they can use against them. So then they were going to go back to the head of the UFC and ask him about that. And, 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 and it's all about trying to manufacture an issue in order to inject wokeism into UFC. And one of the things I think that's also very telling in the question is he says, you let you give them a long leash. And what that tells me is these reporters and this one in particular, they think that there is and should be a leash on your speech. Yep. Mm-hmm. They want to normalize a leash on your speech. How nice is it of you to allow somebody you work with to say, boy, what a good guy that you are to let that control over their speech be more than what you should be giving them is the implication. You're actually allowing somebody to, to speak freely, which is an attempt to normalize control of speech and to actually make it seem like somebody's doing you a favor if they let you share an opinion that is not that is contrary to the left. 
And this is, I'm, and you may think I'm going too deep on this, but let me tell you, no, I this don't. is it, all part of the it strategy. It shows the authoritarian nature of the woke yes. mindset. Absolutely, it does. They, w- the, the whole, that's the thing you, people don't understand. When you talk about a radical ideology like wokeism, which is really just another form of communism, you have to have a complete conformity. There is no room for diversity mm-hmm. in the woke world. Sure, maybe people look different and have different, you know, physical characteristics. Fine. But they think the same. They act the same. Same vision, same values. You're not allowed to critique it. You're not allowed to go against the grain. And if you do, you will be punished for it. It's all stick. No carrot. You have to get in line or mm-hmm. else we will punish you. That's, that's how you get to a place with Maoist struggle sessions and, and public humiliation. Like, this is a humiliation ritual. It's slowly, mm-hmm. it's a forceful cultural revolution. And this is these kind of woke reporters, they're foot soldiers carrying water for that bigger movement. Maybe they don't understand that, but that's what they're doing. That's what they're setting mm-hmm. the stage for. Yep. All right. And, and I think we just set the stage perfectly for our next segment because we got somebody else we want to highlight for you who punched an alleged journalist right back between the eyes. This one... Um, was wearing a really bad white wig, a white, really bad white toupee. Did that give you a hint as to who it is? Stay with us. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. AK. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Monday. Hopefully, you're inside and you're dry and you're warm here in San Diego and everywhere else. Actually, thinking about my friend today who's uh, had a funeral service for her dad in Missouri today. My good friend, Dr. Gina Loudon, um, her dad passed away unexpectedly uh, last week. The service was today. And unfortunately, the weather was so bad uh, that family, the airports were shut down and family couldn't even attend. And so it's just on top of the grieving, she didn't even get to be surrounded by a lot of her family. And so Gina, if you, if you happen to hear this at some point, I'm, I, I love you and I'm uh, praying over you. And I hope the Lord grants you all the peace that passes understanding. I meant to say this in last hour, um, but I was just thinking of it during the break because the last segment we were talking about reporters and the wokeism. And it's just wonderful that, that what we have going right now is at least we have a machine. Uh, We have people with strong voices in conservative media pushing back against the false narratives. Imagine if we didn't have One America News. Imagine if we didn't have Real America's Voice. Imagine if we didn't have Salem Media, right? Oh, if we had Rush Limbaugh right now instead of Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, wouldn't that be wonderful? I tell you, um, and and by the way, if you missed last segment, we were talking about Dana White from USC just completely punching a reporter metaphorically or figuratively uh, in the face after he asked a stupid question, uh, trying to push forward the idea of, of not having free speech. Um, you know, the left 
wants to do everything that they can in every way possible to control the message. And we've got some real heroes in pushing back against that. And one of them is the, the gal who anonymously for a long time, um, Tiffany Justice is her name, and um, as well as Moms for Liberty, are, I think are two of probably the biggest uh, it, it, to push back against what's happening in our schools and with children. Um, Tiffany Justice is behind the, um, oh, what's, what's that account? Libs of TikTok, where she just started just pushing out, right? What the libs were doing in the schools, using their own videos of them talking about what was in the schools against them. And they did everything that they could to shut down that site um, another great organization is Moms for Liberty. They went to school boards, uh, started speaking out about what was happening in the schools. They helped get people elected to overtake uh, school boards. They are fierce, fierce, fierce women. And one of them was actually on, um, she's the co-founder for Moms of Liberty. She was actually on Joy Reed's show on MSNBC and Reed just really thought she was just going to take this woman to task. She just really thought that she was just so intellectual, especially wearing her white toupee. She just really thought that she was going to be able to shut down and beat down Moms for Liberty co-founder about books and and the, what the left is wanting to call book banning and what Moms for Liberty and the rest of us understand, which is not shoving porn on children um, it got a little racy, um, but nothing, nothing like F-bomb-ish. Um, but here's, here is the, here is the playbook for how to push back against the scourge and the evil of shoving pornography and transgenderism on children. What is the expertise that you have and other Moms for Liberty advocates have to decide that a book, an award-winning book like All Boys Aren't Blue isn't appropriate for students to read? What, what, is a, your what a tragic story of a young man who's anally raped by his adult family member. So you have incest, rape, pedophilia. Joy, you said you'd let me answer, so sure. I'm going to answer Please for do. you. Um, in what context is a strap-on <laughs> for public school? Just let, I mean, that's my question mm -hmm. to you. She had no answer to that because they're not. She calmly, first of all, she knew the subject matter. She knew that book. She knew the devastating story of a man who hates himself so much as a result of the abuse and the torture that he endured that he wants to destroy himself and become a different person and a different gender. It's an absolutely devastating story that should not be used to recruit children into mutilating themselves and destroying themselves and trying to turn themselves into somebody else. And she also knew how to exactly put it back on her, the evil of the pornography that they're shoving on children. Uh, it, and it's absolutely despicable. And I wish you need to Google the interview so that you could see the look on Joy Reed's face. Anything you want to add, Sesame? Yeah, just the fact that, um, to your point, Joy Reed tries to make this about expertise. Oh, but what fancy degrees do you have? This is an award-winning award mm -hmm. book. You don't have to be an expert to know when something is immoral and unjust and inappropriate for really anybody of any age, in my opinion, but especially for children. That is not something that requires expertise and some academia. Right. No, spare me that crap. This whole logical fallacy of, 
Oh, it's the it's the classic appeal to authority straw man argument. Oh, well, people in positions of power like the head of the teachers union say that this is a good book. Therefore, it is. a good. No, 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 no. I don't care what they say. This is complete garbage. It's evil. It's inappropriate, in my opinion, for people of all ages, of all backgrounds, yeah. of all walks of life. It's abhorrent. We're not going to normalize degeneracy in our schools and breed the next generation of deviants who are lost spiritually, inevitably. We're not just this whole liberal secular mindset is just so toxic to me. So I guess that's my big thing is this whole argument. Oh, well, you have to be an expert in order to weigh in on this. That's like saying men can't be opposed to abortion because they can't get pregnant. No, no, no. You can oppose evil always, no matter who you are. This is used to evil be stuff right and wrong. in the schools. Yes, it, this is their, right. uh, morality is objective, just like reality is objective. And this is immoral. There is no context. Is. There is no situation in which that's okay. End of discussion. And on top of it, oh, this is award winning. I don't care who gave it an award. Oprah and Oprah's book club. That's meaningless to me. Who get the 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 founder of uh, uh, who was it? Uh, who was? Um, I can't remember the name uh, of the founder in which group um, was a pedophile. Um, the you know this this you know well, all of this research no, and all this this weird there, you know pride stuff. It all goes back to Alfred Kinsey. It all goes back to John Money. Him. It goes all yeah. back to the social reformers who were you know basing their data off of the word of convicted pedophiles in prison. When it comes to determining, oh, well, their big conclusion, human beings are all sexual from cradle yes. to grave. And there is no such thing as sexual normalcy or intimacy. Every sex act under the sun is totally good and moral and just. And it's all about adult pleasure and fulfillment. Spare me the garbage. It's None of that is true. It is fruit from the that, poison tree. Yeah. And on top of that, what, what I wish Moms for Liberty founder had also said to her, at no point is it appropriate for people to be shoving a book on young children that involves anal rape and incest from family members. That's despicable. And by the way, somebody's tragic story is not, it d- does, does not validate transgenderism. How in the world is somebody who, and, and this was Moms for Liberty's point, about his story being tragic, how in the world does that does that somehow validate the mutilation of children and the recruiting of children into not every horrible, horrific story? My parents made sure that I w- didn't sit. I wasn't allowed to watch The Godfather because they were scared that it would when it started coming on TV because they were scared that me seeing the horse head scene would horrify me because I liked horses. You know, I, I had nightmares when I was a little girl from watching the movie Two on a Guillotine. Now I watch it. And I'm like, this scared me. I mean, it was so stupid. And after that, they were very careful on any movie that I watched. They wouldn't let me watch The Exorcist. And when I was when that started coming on TV, because back in the day, it was like the movies would come out in the movie theaters. And then years later, it would start showing up on the TV. Right. And then they would play on reruns. And when The Exorcist finally showed up on TV, I was so excited. I wanted to watch it. And they were like, no, you'll get nightmares. I wasn't allowed to watch Jaws either. None of these movies scared me, by the way, when I ever saw them later on in life. And especially The Exorcist. I thought it was so stupid. Um, But it was my parents assuming the role of protecting me. And protecting me from too mature, horrific material that would horrify me, that would scare me. Children don't need to read about somebody being anal raped by a family member 
That's absolutely disgusting. And it is a part of the sexualizing of children and normalizing that behavior. There's no other reason than to tell that story than to make it seem like, oh, has this happened to you? Or, or you know, there, it's, it's all about normalizing it. And hat tip to moms of, of, of liberty for shoving that back on Joy Reid's face. More parents need to be uh, need to read these books themselves. Don't even just rely on Moms for Liberty or anybody else to tell you how bad these books are. Go read it for yourself. Yeah, yes. Yeah, maybe then, maybe then the parents will get more active and start start up Moms for Liberty uh, clubs all around the country. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. We've got some other stories to share with you guys, including another another. We've got a story coming up that combines the Dana White story and the Moms for Liberty story and involves sports and transgenderism. Stay with us. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So, if the UFC and the Moms for Liberty interview had a baby. Um, what would it be? It would be a man named James Scott Davidson, uh, who's from Scott, Scotland, who calls himself Haley Davidson, who was allowed to play in the LPGA, uh, actually won, uh, a, a woman's golf tournament and his bid to earn a spot on the ladies professional golf association tour. And if you Google this dude, you will see that just because he's put earrings on, and I think those are earrings, um, this is a dude. This is a dude. He claims that he transitioned to being a woman in 2015. Um, to me, he looks every bit of about, I don't know, six, four, I don't know what his dimensions are, long arms, his upper body strength. Um is is obviously, uh, I, I mean, I can't remember exactly how uh, Bruce Jenner described it, but he said that when you when you uh, go through puberty and reach your full height, your full weight, and whatever is a biological man, you still have biological advantages over women, no matter whether or not you get your male parts cut off. That's just the biological fact, which is one reason why one of the few things I like about Bruce Jenner, who calls himself Caitlin is that he says that biological males should not be competing. Uh, the, you know, LP, the PGA and the LPGA can start up a training club. Why don't they do that? Oh, I know. What was the Saudi Arabian club that just started up where they paid a whole lot of um, uh, pro golfers to play on their tour? Um, gee, why don't, these, why don't these trainees go over and ask the Saudi Arabians if they'll start a training club? Here's what John Daly had to say. He said that I would have won a hundred tournaments if I threw on a skirt and called myself a tranny. He says, <laughs> that dude is as feminine as a Ford F-150. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, and my thing is, 
Um, I have more of a problem at this point with the women that continue to play in the tournament against him than Haley Davidson himself. Your thoughts, Sesame? I would, I'm sorry, I'm just the image of a bunch of transgender identifying golfers going to Saudi Arabia and begging yeah. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, please, <laughs> please just yeah. some, take some of that sweet, sweet oil money you have. Yeah. And, and just uh-huh. instead of buying a couple more BMWs or Mercedes, just give us a, a give us a course and yeah. <laughs> help us recruit and we'll get merchandise yeah. and uh-huh. we'll stream it and we'll charge people subscriptions so they can tune in. And you know everyone wants to see that, so everyone's going to do it. So it's going to be a trillion-dollar business idea. Ka-ching. Yeah. In fact, he's claiming he's claiming that the backlash toward him is based on misinformation and hatred and even death threats. Dude, you don't know death threats until you go over and try to play some golf in Saudi Arabia, okay? <laughs> and by the way, and he, and he says that it's misinformation. He says, it's crazy the amount of misinformed hatred I've received. All of these people think I hit it 300 yards or even 280 yards. How about 250 on a good day? Oh, no, we imagine that that's exactly what, how far you hit it, <laughs> which is why you're competing against the girls. Right, Sesame? <laughs> yeah, that that's exactly it. Look, it's just... It's just absurd to me. It, it truly is absurd that we've even gotten to this place. I mean, it's it's sad. I don't understand why. I don't understand why there isn't more pushback. Truly, I don't. I mean, I, I can't believe people go along with this, even just for a moment. It's it's just a ridiculous idea. But sure, if you want to make everyone happy and everyone feels entitled to be a golfer and to be transgender, fine. Have your own league. I don't understand why it's such a controversial thing. Why do you got to go into already existing leagues and try to complicate everything? when it was already simple and straightforward, well, just leave a good thing be. That's that's the thing, is making everyone else play by your games. First, it starts with, you have to use my pronouns, you have to affirm my vision, you have to affirm my identity, and then before you know it, you have to let me into all of your spaces, Mm -hmm. music and art and academia and government, and you have to pay for me and my sex change surgeries and all my hormones, and you have to continue to enable my fantasy and you can't make any jokes no jokes and we're not going to saudi arabia it's like i mean come on this is just yeah. this is insanity i'm sitting here thinking well, how would you explain any of this transgenderism stuff to like an alien if there's other sentient life out there and they come to earth how how on god's green earth are we going to explain how we've even gotten to this place i i, I just it blows my mind truly it, i cannot right. believe it well, right. And where are the women's screaming about this? The, Evidently, the LPGT, the LPGA actually got rid of the requirement that you be female at birth back in 2010. What? Yep. Yep. Which just wow. goes to tell you, I don't know if it's because I, I don't. Yeah, they, it, they ended the birth rule back in 2010. Five years before Davidson started um, thinking, and here's in, in the, speaking of the timeline, it's clear what was going on with this J- James Scott Davidson. Back in 2015, he had made no mark, had done in nothing according to reports uh, against the other men, and so um, he stopped competing against men back in 2015. Then he started uh allegedly thinking about uh transitioning into becoming a woman which took place in 2021 so um yeah yeah. that's quite a that's quite a bold strategy 
when yeah. it comes to you're so hungry to make a mark, you're so desperate, but yep. you're not good enough in your own league. So you're thinking, how can I cut corners? How can I cheat the system? And everyone just goes along with it. Like you say, where how are how are more women not saying this is outrageous? And where are the men saying? I just you would think anybody with two brain cells would be able to put this together and would be opposed to it and would have the courage to say something about it. I'm Maybe that's the missing the factor. I don't know. Be- yeah, because that's another aspect that nobody's talked about. This dude couldn't get anywhere against the men. Now he's winning tournaments as a woman. The men should be screaming about that too. Look, we kicked this dude's butt. He was nowhere until he decides all of a sudden, thanks mm-hmm. to the LPGA, to let him compete. And even though he's not winning against the men, he's still winning PGA, you know, PGA titles. So this is thievery. And it, and it could there be an element to where he actually does want to be a woman? Could be because, you know, he, you know, it's part of a failure as a man, right? So then, you know, going into a mental, a mental, you know, um, mentally depressive, bizarre mental Ill, state of mental illness to where he thinks his problems will be solved by becoming a woman. Um, that I think that could be part of the issue here. But the solution is not to destroy women's athletic and professional, you know, uh, you know, sports careers because of whatever his issue is, whether it's greed, whether it's just, you know, well, narcissism that's the insecurity of it. or it's mental like illness. Your personal insecurities about not being able to hack it at the professional level in the men's league isn't a hall pass. To just, no. to just say, you know what, I'm going to undergo this radical, life-altering, permanently irreversible series of surgeries and procedures in order to become something that I'm not, just in what, in hopes of, of some fame and fortune? Like, I'm sorry, but that's right. just, that's really the sadness to me is the fact that people care much more about fame and fortune than maybe anything else. What is right, mm-hmm. who they are, yeah. accepting failure and realizing that's a part of life, move on get back up on the horse. Like life's going to knock you down, dude. You, you can't just give up and throw in the towel like that. It's just, I think that's such a, if that's truly what's going on and I think you're right, then that's just even more disturbing for so many other reasons. Cause it's like, guys, think about the ramifications here. We're mutilating people's bodies because of what personal insecurities in the pursuit of validation. Yeah. Like this is, this is not based on any real data that they no. actually are a woman. Like guys, this is some dystopian science fiction book that we're living in. I mean, and, Think and, about and, that. And, and, and it also goes to show that the depths of entitlement and narcissism at play here, it's not unsimilar to Claudine Gay, who felt that as a black woman, that she was entitled to steal other people's work, including black authors. I mean, her, the majority of her, her, um, what's it called when you write, not a thesis, but when you write your PhD um, oh, your, dissertation. your dissertation, your dissertation, the majority of her dissertation was based on the work of Dr. Carol Swain. And, you know, she, and then she went on, um, many, many other times to do so, um, because she just felt so entitled that she had a right to get to whatever out of jealousy and greed and, and everything. I think a lot of the same, uh, mental illness, crap and narcissism and self-serving nature, uh, that that he, this Davidson guy had is also what motivated Claudine Gay to feel that she could steal. He's stealing the accomplishments of women for his own personal reasons. She stole the accomplishments of other black people and for her own uh, selfish reasons. And they just feel completely entitled. And both of them get a pass because they check off certain boxes that are related to a political ideology. Because ultimately, 
uh, politics is downstream of culture, and that's the culture that we've created. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Stay with us. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show. I want to read a couple emails out. Um, to you guys, I, I read everyone that you send. I don't always have time to respond. I don't always have time to read them on air. Um, but they mean a lot to me that you guys respond to me, especially, uh, when I, when something's on the tip of my tongue and I can't remember something and I throw it out there to you guys and you always respond. <laughs> so here's a couple emails. Um, Larry said, Andrea, don't ever cool down. Enjoy your weekend. And I'm not sure exactly what I was so fired up on Friday um, because, I mean, it's like shock and awe with the news. I mean, from one day to the next, it's hard for me to remember, um, you know, I have to move on because it's just so quickly as the news cycle comes around. Um, But anyway, thank you for that, Larry. Another email from Larry. He says, if you work at Salem, can you say Big Mike is a man? And he's referring to, of course, Michelle Obama. Um, I I mean, Salem, I will tell you, Salem, this is for all y'all out there. Salem never tells me what I can or can't say, outside from the fact that we are an actual radio show. We download it or upload it to podcasts, but terrestrial radio is different in that we have FCC regulations. And so there are some words we're not allowed to say. When it comes to opinion, um, for the most, well, they never tell me what, what I'm allowed to say or what opinions I'm allowed to give. I do, I am careful when I'm talking about things that, that are opinion about a subject matter or something in the case of Michelle Obama being a man. I have no proof whether or not Michelle Obama is, is a man. So I can't say in my own mind, my opinion, Salem has never told me what I can say. My own opinion is I see all the accusations out there. I see what people put out as proof. Um, I have not seen any definitive proof that Michelle Obama is a man. So that's why I don't refer to Michelle Obama as a man. Um, What are your thoughts on the Big Mike story? (laughs) Uh, I'm in the same boat. Look, I, I, I think it's, it's mostly just silly. I think it's mostly just a joke. I don't know. Maybe there are people who earnestly believe that Michelle Obama is secretly a man. I don't think so. I just there think are that, people that do, but are, I, but given, yeah. And, and so I, look, it's my, my position is that it's a free country. Think what you want, believe what you want. Right. I think she's just an unlikable woman, but I do think she is. And a I think she's, and I think she's unattractive. And I, I saw pictures of her from her childhood days and, you know, she looks exactly like, as, as like a six-year-old, she looks, and I don't think all those pictures were manufactured. You know, I watched the Netflix documentary. I don't, do I think that, that Barack Obama had gay uh, relationships and encounters with other men? Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe those stories. I don't have proof of it. 
And when it comes to something like this, I'm squeamish about declaring something as proof as, as true when I don't have any proof of it. I just, I, I don't. Um, when I'm sharing my opinion, it's based on what my own research and what my own, I believe is absolutely true and factual. Um, another, um, here's an email from Mo. Judge Judy is for Haley. We know what a lefty she is. I have to confess, watched her show many years ago regularly. Uh, DeSantis has dropped out. Yeah, Judge Judy is in New Hampshire today for Nikki Haley. And that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I, I, Judge Judy had reportedly been Republican, but on the squishy end. I consider Judge Judy, when it comes to the law, I love her. I watched her show for years. I quote Judge Judy um, because a lot of, because when it, and people can learn a lot about how our court systems work and how the law works from watching Judge Judy, because she will say many times over, um, the law is not about what you want it to be. The law isn't about what you what your moral code is. It's about what the evidence says it is. And you can be right and not have the evidence to prove your case. So you have to be careful before you just decide to go forward. Or you can be morally right and, and legally wrong. So there's lots of legal things you can learn from watching Judge Judy. It doesn't mean you can learn anything politically from Judge Judy. And so, for example... She's on the campaign trail tonight talking about how Nikki Haley is the one with the with the um, in intellectual gravitas. Um, I don't think anybody who watched her be dismantled um, by Vivek Ramaswamy. I mean, Nikki Haley is many things. An intellectual heavyweight is not one of them. Sesame. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, come on. Is that is that a is that a serious thing? I, I just wonder. No. Like, Judge Judy, I I don't know. I like her show. It's funny. I used to watch as a kid. I did learn a thing or two. I'm just I'm just surprised because sure it's not a political show, but you would think someone with that that kind of common sense supposedly would be able to see right through Nikki Haley. I mean, look to again, you, like you said politely, you could refer to her as many things. My favorite is Dick Cheney in high in high heels. Um, <laughs> But to pretend like Nikki Haley is some thought leader with some yeah. special kind of insight into the world of politics. The truth is she jumped into politics because Hillary Clinton said that women should be in politics. That's her sole reason for being at the table. She doesn't, even, she doesn't really seem to have any principles, certainly not much intelligence. I think she's got the brain power of a kumquat or maybe a yeah. cucumber. I mean, uh, yeah, truly. Like, I, I, we'll go I know dogs that are smarter. I, like I know dogs that are a yeah. lot smarter than Nikki Haley. I, I just... Yeah. Gator's a lot smarter than Nikki Haley. Oh, absolutely. You can't. know Gator. Absolutely. I absolutely. Don't. Gator would have answered the Civil War question <laughs> better than Nikki Haley did. Okay. <laughs> and now Nikki Haley's Obviously, out. Judge Judy missed that part of the campaign Well, and was trail. Judge Judy out here for the Jussie Smollett moment where, I mean, Nikki, yeah. the whole thing we just talked about in the last hour about, you know, this whole fake sob story, like, oh, people didn't like me because I'm Indian. Uh, spare me. I, I really don't. I just don't buy it at all. I don't. I think she's a yeah. grifter. So I. I don't totally. know. Maybe Judge Judy's corrupt. Maybe there's some kind of I weird think, corruption. I don't. I don't know. Right. I think. I think. I don't know Judge Judy's actual age, but I think she is from the generation of the Betty Friedan, Ms. Magazine, um, years, and 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 it's all about um, that generation is still looking for. They're still stuck in the women's equality part of America, okay? 
and equal the ERA. You're too young to even know about the ERA. I remember when Mama brought home a Ms. Magazine. I was no, like, but it's the, it's the, the same thing. What in the America hunk? would elect a, a woman president. Give us someone other than Nikki Haley and Hillary Clinton. I mean, come exactly. on. Like, let's be. Don't it's the young. same thing every time. You just it, happen yeah. to pick the worst people for leadership. Pelosi, Maxine Waters, literally all yeah. the Kamala Harris. Like, give me someone other than Kamala Harris, Hillary Clinton, and Nikki Haley. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? That's the best you yeah. can do? Come on. All right. Thanks for being with me, my peeps. Love y'all. Peace out. Keep your head on a swivel. We'll be back tomorrow night. <laughs>